Welcome to Kingdom Conversations, Women's Edition. My name is Crystal Fulton, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. I will let them introduce themselves. Alicia Halliburton. And Tori Anderson. All right. In this Kingdom Conversations, we are going to reference a quote that our lovely co-host Tori had um, shared with us. And in the post, I'm just going to summarize the post because the post was a really long post, but it was basically a couple who was struggling with infertility. And what was said in the post was they were struggling since 2014. And they had two miscarriages. Their first miscarriage was twins. And in their state, they had some stipulations in place where surrogacy was something that the state really kind of was giving them pushback. Like they had to get their attorneys, they had to get medical clearance. They even said some medication and that the persons could not get compensated for it. So the post further went on about, you know, how they were thanking the couple that was um, helping them conceive this child. And they referred to the child as a rainbow baby, which I personally didn't know what that was. So um, I just wanted to get you guys take on what y'all thought about the post. And if you want to add something that maybe I missed, you can do that. Can you explain a rainbow baby? Okay. So I had to look it up and she did mention it in the post, but it's basically a baby after they've like had complications, like had miscarriages, trying to yeah. conceive a child. The rainbow baby is, I guess, what they say as it's a promised child. And so, yeah. Yep. That's what I've heard too, that it's like after you've had a miscarriage, then when you do get pregnant, then that's your um, rainbow baby. I'm not sure who came up with that, but I have seen that a lot like recently. My initial reaction to the post, infertility is tough and I can only imagine, I've never myself been through a miscarriage, but I can only imagine what that must feel like to go through that process at any stage. And so I feel like it's it's another kind of taboo topic. I don't know, ladies, what, what's going on? Y'all keep picking these real hot, <laughs> touchy, you know, subjects, which I'm, I'm glad. I think that people need to be, we need to be talking about it, especially from a kingdom perspective. Um, and so us addressing this topic is really coming from a place of wanting to, shine light on the father's heart and how he views fertility, infertility, all of those things. But also we have to be careful because the enemy, he also has an agenda and he wants to create and mimic the father. And so we have to be careful that we do not come up with our own ideas and our own design. And so I feel like I'm kind of getting ahead of my, jumping ahead of myself because you asked what were my reactions to the post. Okay, actually back up. My initial reaction to it was, why is this white baby coming out of this black woman? Same. <laughs> I was confused. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. What is this? That's really what caught my attention. Like, why is this white baby? This black lady had this white baby. But um, anyways, and then I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then when I learned about what happened, I was like, wait a minute. So, and then actually we had a discussion about it and I had, and I realized that I had to make an adjustment to, um, to a thought that I had, that I accepted and realized that that is not the way that the father designed the process to go. So I don't know, what was you guys' reaction before we get into the can? 
So mine, I was like you, Alicia. I was confused. Why is this? Why this black lady got this uh, white baby? And at first, I thought maybe it was a couple from the alphabet community that had had a baby, and maybe the black woman was carrying the egg from the white woman to bring forth this white baby. And so I saw people kept sharing. And I was like, you know, what's the big deal? They do that all the time. Like, you know, why are we so excited about it? And so then that's when I started looking into it. And I, saw, I don't know if y'all saw, but they did a maternity shoot where they had the surrogate's husband and also the couples, the couple that was having a the baby, them. And so that's when I was like, what is going on? And so my initial reaction was, I was like, this is really confusing. Like, how do you explain this to that child? I mean, and, and I know that that child, like, it'll probably be a normal thing for them because that's what they would, would be born into. But I was just like, oh, like, this is a lot. Like, y'all are really, like, people are really getting out of position to have families. And I'm not saying that there aren't other ways to have babies. Like, okay, my initial reaction, it was confusing. So, yeah, because I'm like you, Alicia, getting ahead of myself. So, yeah. My initial reaction, I I don't want to go too deep, but because this, I don't know, for me, it struck a chord because I've been faced with the decision of IVF. And I was also thinking about being a surrogate when I was younger. And so after learning a lot and going through my own testimony when it comes to having children and making the decision of IVF, I saw myself in a sense, like I saw when she was um, talking about her miscarriages and all of that, I saw a couple who was discouraged. Um, I saw a couple who doubted, kind of gave up on having a child themselves. So they went with the next best thing that they thought. And then on the other side, um, which would be the surrogate, I saw someone who really had compassion for you know, someone else and their situation and wanted to do anything that she could to help them, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it's admirable in the world. Like the the world would look at that and be like, oh my gosh, you know, but as Alicia has said, and she just took it all out of my mouth. I was meaning to say that in the intro. So I appreciate you saying um, what you had said about shining light from the kingdom perspective is as far as kingdom goes, it is, it's out of order. And it might sound tough and hard to hear that, but it's the truth because it's what we talk about a lot, limiting the father. Anyway, backing up, um, I don't want to go too deep on that, but um, just my initial reaction, I saw um, just a couple who was in a position that I was in at one point. I have a Mm -hmm. question for you, Crystal. Did you actually like, uh, I know you mentioned IVF, like, did you... How far did you go in that, or was it just kind of like looking into it? Um, it was my o- my OBGYN making it an option, and that's as far as it went. Gotcha. <laughs> it's so uh, funny that you say that, like how doctors do that, because I know with my first baby, and you may remember this, Alicia, because I think you went to that appointment with me when I found, first found out I was pregnant, and one of the options that my doctor brought up to me was, I don't remember how she worded it, but long story short, she was like, you know, do you want to keep it? I don't, I don't know if you remember that, Alicia, but, you know, it's just so funny mm-hmm. just how doctors and medical professionals 
bring forth options and they're like so Mm -hmm. far from the truth and people just accept those well my doctor said this so yeah just I just was curious about that you like you read Alicia something stirred up in me when you said what you just said uh because even the word option you know now that technology has advanced we say that we have different options but that in itself is a fallacy because in the kingdom, you know, he's already created the design, the quote unquote option for kingdom ambassador, at least is not an option. You know, it, it's just not, it's outside of the, of the design. And like Crystal said, for a lot of people, that's, that's really harsh, even for myself. Like, like I said, when I initially saw the post, I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I, <laughs> through conversation with my, my sisterhood, I realized like, wait a minute. I've accepted an idea that is outside of the design. While I have compassion for someone who is struggling with infertility or who has, you know, suffered loss of a child or, or, you know, through miscarriage, like that's really tough. At the same time, you know, the quote unquote option of IVF that the father didn't come up with that. And, and also this is not a, this is not a new idea. Like surrogacy, like this stuff has been done. It's literally in the scripture right. where people, they, they did the same thing and they would say, Oh, we'll just sleep with, you know, so-and-so so that I can have a baby. Like we've right. been taking things in our own hands since time began just about that still doesn't make it right. And then one more thing I'm going to say is, is something to respond to what Crystal said about like, I saw the compassion of the surrogate and I saw a couple who was, you know, who basically really wanted to have a family and have children. And while all of those are good things, we have to be careful about what appears to be good versus what is righteous and what is right in the father's eyes. All right. And one thing, Alicia, that I wanted to kind of piggyback off of what you said, how in scripture, they did this, they did the same thing. And even if you look back in scripture, like look how it turned out. Like I believe it was Jacob's wife, and y'all helped me out. But you know, she told him to use the other wife. And you know, she and if you read the scriptures, she treated that woman bad. Like that one, but anyways, let me slow down because I feel like there's something that's gonna come up later. But even just look at the outcome when they tried it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh the one thing that Um, I believe you touched on Alicia is when I was offered IVF, (laughs) my doctor, she was, she was just, she was trying to really, she was like, I was in a situation and I'll share later. I was in a situation where they were saying, if I didn't have a child in that moment, then, or at that time, I wouldn't be able to have one later. So she was like, well, you can do, IVF or, you know what, do you know somebody? Um, do you have a friend? And I was just like, I'm no. And no, like, I'm not going to just go off and pick somebody to be a father to my child that I'm just friends with, or I'm not going to make myself a single mom just right off the bat, just because I want to have a child. And it's just like the moral is just totally out the window. It's just Hey, you know, have a child like you, you don't have time. So let's, let's hurry up and speed up this process so you can have a child. And it's like, there's so much more to that. So much more to that. Anyway, did y'all have anything else y'all wanted to add? 
Um, it's so funny that you said that, Crystal, and I'm so glad that you took a stand because the father honored that. Like you ended up getting having a husband and having twins at that. Because I'm I know one lady in particular, like she wanted a family and she adopted, but she still wanted a baby. She wanted to have a baby. And they did it. She a friend that she had from high school, you know, they went through IVF or whatever. And, you know, like it's kind of crazy because just how it turned out, it still just seems like she's almost still empty. And I can't really explain. I'm saying that she's empty, but it's still like just from the outside looking in, like she's looking for something, you know, and it's still she got her family. But it's like just from the outside looking in, it's like she was wanting that kingdom design and trying to do it her way. And she didn't get the results that she wanted. No, that, that's good. I was thinking of someone as well, but they did kind of do, Crystal, what you were saying, like your doctor was kind of recommended to you. Like they just wanted a child so badly that they just got pregnant, you know, by someone knowing that it probably wouldn't work out. And essentially was just like, you know, I'm not expecting you to stay. Like, I just, I want a baby. And, you know, and our families are in such a messed up state as it is. (laughs) You know, it's really sad, honestly, to see someone willfully making a choice that's outside of the design um, and what the father created. So that, that's what saddens me and... So I have another question for you, Crystal. Like, what was your like thought process through that? And I and I know you're gonna share. So if you want to just wait and answer that question, so we can jump into the topic, but it's up to you. No, I can. Um, what do you mean? Like when uh, she told me, or when? Yeah. So like when she was like, "Do you have a friend?" Or you got to do it right now. Was it initially like absolutely not, or was it like you know I'm gonna consider this type of thing? What was that like? To be honest with you, I had went through so much prior to that. I was like, I was mad. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was mad at the lack of morals. Like I'm just like I was like really like. Yeah. And still even today, like, because it was, it wasn't like told to me out of compassion. It was more so told to me out of pressure, you know, like, well, you, um, if you don't do it now, you know, you might not be able to have children. And so it was just like, no, like my, my thought process was like, I knew that the father had healed me from so much prior to that, that I was just like, Mm-mm, I'm, I'm not falling for that bait either. Mm. So, yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were um, vehemently, passionately, <laughs> confidently. <laughs> wait, that's not even going to agree with my sentence. But basically, you knew what you, you know, you had it made up in your mind, whereas someone else, they may have looked at it, you know, completely differently. Um, and, and I kind of sense that, you know, it kind of upsets you and rightfully so. And I think the undertone to that is, and it kind of ties to back what I think Tori said about how we limit the father, that we literally have put a clock on Mm, women's bodies and we, and, and it's so ingrained in society that people think, oh, well, if I turn 35, oh, if I turn, oh, if I turn 40, 40, oh no, I cannot have a baby at 40. I cannot have a baby. You know, like we literally have created this biological clock 
And that alone, I think, hinders some people from allowing the father to be who he is and to allowing his word and his promises to be true for some people. But we just have it so, you know, ingrained in our minds that it's not possible if it doesn't happen by a certain time. Right. I mean, it's possible Janet Jackson had a baby at 50. So, you know, I, <laughs> I'm saying and yeah. And also, I mean, even in scripture, like Sarah was 90 in her 90s. And, and then and then I think it becomes like a thing that people say, well, you know, why would I want to do that? And, and I can't enjoy my children or, you know, like, and, and again, it, it almost becomes like one of those things where we're making all these choices as if we are the creator of the family and the plan for the family. So I think that kind of ties into a whole nother set of things. So my next question was going to be, and it kind of already answered it, but it was, what were your views before coming into the knowledge of the kingdom on IVF and surrogacy? What were your views after? Um, if it has changed or did it stay the same? Yeah, you know, I always thought that it was kind of weird. I can't explain it. Like, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool that, you know, you can carry somebody else's baby and that you can do all of this. And, you know, um, like some people now through IVF, they actually can pick the gender of their baby. And so, <laughs> and like with the freezing eggs and things like that, I was like, this cool. But part of me was just like, I don't know. It just seems kind of, kind of weird. I don't know, like, and, and that was before I got saved, for real, for real. I just, I don't know. It was just, like I said, it was weird. But then after uh, coming into the knowledge, I was just, and and one thing that really helped is just learning about how many women in scripture actually uh, were barren and then they did have babies. So one of my first thoughts was, I guess when I made that, well, I don't, I don't even want to know if I say if I made the exchange because I always thought that it was something with it. But just one of the first things, like I said, when I found out how many women were barren in scripture, it just made me see that, you know, we li- we do, we limit the father. Like, you know, we trust him for everything, but we don't trust him to give us our families when he gave family. Like the original idea of family was in the garden. So, yeah. Yeah. So it changed. It was just like, you know, and and then and kind of like you, Alicia, it did kind of take me a minute to just really just like, you know, that's not a kingdom concept. So it and, it, and my point in saying is that it didn't happen overnight for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, well, I kind of already shared, like I, I almost didn't question it. Like I really didn't think about it. I just, you know, I just knew that it was possible. I, I had compassion for people who um, struggle to conceive and, you know, wanted that like, oh, and, and actually I remember thinking like, well, I mean, it's still like, you can still have a married couple and it's the man's sperm and the woman's egg. So, I mean, what's wrong with it? Like, and I just thought it was cool that they could now do it. I regret not looking into it because, you know, the Holy Spirit, he always will kind of prod you and get you to try to look at that. And I just think I just, had a block because I just was compassionate. I, 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 there are several people in my life who have struggled with conceiving and, you know, that wasn't my experience, but, you know, I've seen them go through it and I know how difficult that can be. And so I guess that was a part of the reason why I was like a little more open to it. But I will say like, once I saw, I think what helped me make that switch 
was just thinking about the design, the design of the father and what he established. And then also that we should look to him. And like you guys are saying, like, make sure that we're putting our trust in him because he he can do it. So that was kind of, that was my view. Yeah. And Alicia, I like, and the one thing for me is I didn't realize how much of an issue infertility was until I got older. So I can definitely mm-hmm. see where you're coming from, Alicia, about having that compassion because you saw it. And I didn't see it. So I think that, you know, our experiences will affect, you know, how we think about things. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking at the stats and it's actually a really common thing. Like it impacts blaming people. And and actually I was reading this other um, article and it was basically saying that this new generation where so many women have been on birth control and just, you know, just on all these medications and things, how that's also impacting infertility. And, um, and so again, it's one of those things I, I think back to the teaching on laws and how, you know, it's almost, it's almost a disconnect because yes, we know that the father's plan is for, you know, the scripture says children are a blessing from Yahweh. And we know that he created the family. He told them be fruitful and multiply. Like everyone knows, like that is <laughs> a part of the kingdom assignment is to duplicate and multiply in the earth. Right. And then you have certain people. And I, and I, like I said, I, I know a few people in my life who did, weren't able to conceive. And the first thing that they'll say is, well, the father must didn't, you know, he's in control. So he didn't want me to, um, he knows what he's doing. So, you know, basically it's just not in the cards for me. And they just have kind of accepted that to be the way that it is. And in my head, I'm thinking like, no, actually, no, that is not what he said. Like he designed you with all the tools, you have all of the, all of, all of the tools. And even despite what the doctors may say, Elohim is more powerful and is able to heal and, and to restore and to redeem. So anyway, I, I I think I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but yeah, I forgot what the question was. I've been talking so long. Uh, What was your views before and after? Have they changed to stay the same? You answered it. Okay. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> late, y'all. Um, as for me, um, believe it or not, it changed. Like I said, it was a process for me to get to the point where I was when I was offered the um, IVF. But um, the way that I looked at it, I looked at it just for me. I didn't look at it for like it was this is a law or this is how everybody should live. I was just looking at it from my perspective. Like for me, I saw that I was healed for me. It was, you know, from my experience. So I was going to walk by what I saw as opposed to this is what a believer or a kingdom ambassador is supposed to do. So before coming into the knowledge, um, I didn't see anything wrong with it for anybody else. Like if that's what you decided to do, then okay. It just wasn't for me. And so also with surrogacy, like I said, when I was younger, a family member of mine wanted me or just brought up the topic of me being a surrogate for her. And I was okay with it, but I had some drawbacks and I think she could sense that. So we didn't go any further with it, but I was considering it. So I didn't see anything wrong with it for anybody else once again. 
But for me, it was just like, you know, I had to think about the pros, the cons, you know, and all of that. What if I wanted to have a child? What if this, you know, all these what ifs. So, yeah. So mine did change to the point where I realized that it is one of those things that us as believers as a whole, you know, we really have to walk by faith and know that the father can deliver and can heal and can do like uh, Alicia said, can do way more than what man can do. And what's so hard at times is because medical technology looks like, like it can be another guy. Like it, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like they can do so much that people, it's easy for people to put their trust in okay, well, I can't, you know, this is, this isn't happening and they can make it happen. So let me just do it. So, yeah. um, yeah, when you were talking, Crystal reminded me of this woman I worked with many years ago, she did not have, well, well, let me explain it. Well, she didn't have physically ever have a child, but her sister could not have children. Well, she could have children, but she couldn't conceive. It was something, it was something interesting about her sister. I can't remember exactly. But long story short, her sister donated her eggs to her. So her nephew, so the boy is being raised as her nephew, but it's her son. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, like my mind was blown. I was just like, so are y'all ever going to tell him like, what's the, you know, I, I stopped asking questions. Cause I, I realized like she didn't want me asking any more questions, but just the dynamics of how you were saying crystal, like they make like medical technology of God, like you really like that's a huge, huge intervention. I don't know if I, if that's even the right word for that, but just how people are making, making their own families, you know, um, yeah, let me let me stop. As you say, Alicia, put a pen in it. <laughs> yeah. I know we're running out of time. So my last question. Oh, well, no, I want to touch this. Um, is walking by faith and believing the same thing? And I'll let whoever wants to go go. Um, you know what? I'll I'll um back up and I'll say, um, for me. Uh, I always said that I wanted to be a confident woman with great faith. Um, That was my whole thing. Like I was like, Lord, if I'm not, if you don't want me to be a nurse, I want to be a confident woman with great faith. And I had no clue what I was asking the father. Um, I was just thinking, okay, faith and belief is the same thing. And, um, it wasn't until recently I realized that it's, it's not the same thing. And um, there's so much more to faith. And I, I'm just bringing this up because tying it into like infertility, tying it into not being able to have a child. It's like um, when you learn, well, when I learned what faith was, um, which is walking in your born again spirit. And I realized for me that at the time I was, I was, walk, I was, I was doing that. I was walking by what Elohim was showing me and leading me into. And I did not realize that just believing doesn't always 
solve an issue or solve a problem or solve the problems in my life because um, you can believe all day, but if you're not operating in the power of the Holy Spirit or allowing him to operate in and through you and leaning and depending on his word and doing what he is leading you to do, then there are certain things that just won't come forth. And so that, that was my take on um, faith and belief. And so I just wanted to get y'all's opinion is walking by faith and belief the same thing. So initially when I, when you said that, my first thought was the difference between believing something and mental assenting or Mm -hmm. essentially like you saying you believe something, but there's no action with it. And I feel like that is true a lot in, in religion, um, especially, you know, in Christianity, like we'll, we'll say that the the father is all powerful and he can do anything and, you know, and that sort of thing until, (laughs) until we come across a problem that just seems too big. And then instead we just say, oh, well, it must not have been his will. And specifically, you know, we're talking about infertility and, and I feel like, you know, for some people, the reason why they would utilize that is because they don't feel like they could do it the natural way. And because maybe a doctor has told them or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so another, I guess, myth or fallacy, kind of, Crystal, you, you kind of touched on it, like how when we talk about the word faith, some people almost equate that with like, I hope it could happen or like it, it's really still doubt <laughs> is what I'm trying to get at. Like, but the scripture, so I'm just going to read in Hebrew or Hebrews 11 and six and without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to Elohim must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And then also in Hebrews 11, it talks about now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so some people I feel like they say, oh, I'm walking by faith. Like I'm just believing you. I, I have the faith of a mustard seed. And like, you just have all these like religious sayings, but it's really not faith at all. It's not walking in faith at all. Um, faith is knowing, faith is confidence. Faith is being aware of the kingdom principles and the laws. So when it relates to infertility, faith in this area is knowing that the father designed my body to bear children. And I'm speaking to that woman who may be questioning, is this for me? It's for you. Because if it wasn't, he wouldn't have the design that is within you wouldn't, it would not exist. So what, you know, Elohim is no respect of perspective person. If he did it for one person, he will do it for you. If you see it in, you know, in the scripture, even Sarah, she was 90 years old. He's no respected person. If he did it for her, he can do it for you. So, you know, I think again, like Crystal, you said something that was so powerful, how essentially you were confessing, like you wanted to be, I forget exactly what you said, but like, I'm confident and full of faith. I don't want to misquote you, but (laughs) so sorry, because I know I messed that up. But My point is by you knowing that, that is what really allowed the father to open that door. It was the confidence in the design. Um, And so, so anyway, so I digress, but your question about faith and the difference, you know, I think a lot of times people think that they believe, but they really don't. Yep. Uh, I actually don't have anything else to add to that uh, (laughs) because y'all, y'all covered it. 
But no, honestly, though, Crystal, when I read the question, my first thought was, what can your faith handle? You know, some people haven't even, you know, even they don't even allow their faith to grow or when, you know, trials come or, you know, afflictions come. I'm not going to get into that, but I know. And I think about a lot of times in my life, I said I had to use the faith I said that I had. You know, and a lot of times, especially when it comes to this infertility, people like you were saying, Alicia, people just give up and let that unbelief and that doubt come in and take over. And you don't even give the law of faith the option to do what it needs to do because you just the enemy just let that seed of doubt come in. And these religious cliches that we have make you feel so good and you just settle when scripture, you know, tells us like he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or imagine. You know, so that was that was my initial thought. Like, what can your faith really handle? You know, so and like you were saying, Alicia, he's not respect a person like if he did it for somebody else. He'll do it for you. So we really just got to make that exchange. And even when it comes to fertility and infertility, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that that I, I just wanted to share one more scripture that came up in me when you were saying that. Um in uh your car james one that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and so you know like you said like and, and okay <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to get riled up i don't want people to think i'm i'm angry or preaching or mad because i'm not but it's it's really like man my heart goes out to that person who is in a place where they could have the promises of the father, but their lack of understanding, or, you know, they've accepted a wrong idea and you close that door. Um, But just like you said, and sometimes we close that door with religion by saying like, well, I guess the father, you know, he doesn't want, want me to have it. And I remember having a conversation with someone and they were basically saying like, I just, I'm not, I wouldn't be a good mother, Mm. you know? And I'm thinking like, who told you that? Where did you get that from? The father would never say that about you. Right. And then I also think about all the, um, and then, you know, I was thinking about if that is really how he's choosing who's going to be a mother or not, then something happened because I know some people who ha- are, have made some really, really poor choices and don't even take care of their children or care about them, but they have them. So right. I know that that's not, you know, that's not the, the the ruler. Like, don't accept the lies of the enemy. You were designed to 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 bear children, and you know, when you're doing things the right way, she's married, and you know, all of those things, been believing all of those years, um, but yet accepted that idea that it just wasn't for me. Um, so anyway, but the testing of your faith produces patience. So it the issue isn't infertility because Elohim is greater. It's really, are we going to seek wisdom and understand how do we get over this? Sometimes it is your diet, you know, and that, and and even um, like that article that I was reading about birth control and how it's literally damaging people's reproductive organs and things like that. Like it's not just all just a hobo show, pray in the spirit, and then you're just going to wake up pregnant. Like sometimes there are other things going on that need to be addressed. There's a law being broken, um, right. you know? So, so anyway, so all that to say, um, if that may be you, like seek, seek the father's heart. He, he said he'll give us uh, wisdom and, and he'll give it to us liberally. So 
we really just have to, to, to pray and, um, and, and understand that there are many laws that apply um, to any area, but just make sure that we're kind of looking at looking at the whole picture. I was just going to say that you touched on something I was going to share, that our lifestyle is a result of faith. And when you said, you know, that um, it could be how, you know, how somebody's eating or because um, that's part of our lifestyle, how we eat, um, how we act, our character, you know. So I just wanted to add to that because you actually said, you know, something that I was going to so you can go ahead, Tori. That was all I wanted. Um, so two things came up, uh, Crystal, I mean, Alicia. I'm so glad that you mentioned lifestyle and diet and things like that, because I was reading an article not too long ago is that they were saying that, well, is there was suspect that the products in our lotion, specifically lotion from Bath and Body Works, was actually actually affecting women's ability to reproduce. Mm. And so how many women love Bath and Body Works? I mean, I mean, I I. Well, they were too expensive for me, so I had to quit buying them. But anyway, <laughs> um, but no, just things about that. Like we don't even think about what are these products mm-hmm. doing to our bodies that are just so second nature to just buy. And another thing that came up is my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. And as you was as you were talking, you know, one thing I was thinking about: Do people people say they believe the Bible? Well, scriptures but you don't read. I mean, you read the scriptures that make you feel good. You read the scriptures that say I can do all things, but you don't go back and read any of the stories. I mean, these women that, and I'm not saying all of them, but the women that are experiencing infertility, have you went back and read about uh, five, it's five or six women that conceived, you know, did you go read when Hannah was praying and uh, he thought she was drunk, but she was praying and the father gave her a baby. So, you know, and and even as you were talking, Alicia, one thing that kept coming up is that knowledge and faith have to work together. You know, you can't have one without the other. They work together and it goes back to having knowledge of laws and how you were saying, Alicia, you know, we're breaking laws with, with, I won't say we, but people are breaking laws through their lifestyle, breaking laws, just even with their faith, breaking laws because you don't study to show yourself approved. You know, just things like that. Like we really do have to change everything. And like, I believe it was you, Crystal, who said it, that, you know, the father can do that. He can, he created you. He can fix that, you know? So we just got to change and stop accepting doubt. It's easy to accept doubt. It's easy. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to have that conversation. Mm. See, Thori could be coming out with that belt. I be, I be trying to be nice. <laughs> she said, "You don't read your Bible." <laughs> I, be, I be trying not to bust out laughing. I wanted to read really quick when Sarah, when she, um, it actually was kind of funny for those who don't read their Bible. <laughs> We're gonna help you out, but um, okay. All right. So now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. There it is. There goes that biological clock again. Like she had passed the age up oh, too old. Nope. Can't do it. So Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I have grown old, will I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. 
And the Lord and Yahweh said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh saying, will I really bear a child when I'm old? And see, even in that, there was that doubt right there. She was laughing like, you, you must have me confused. Like, no, you know, it was that doubt. And even in that, you know, in that moment, and what I thought was funny, he was, uh, then she denied it saying, I didn't laugh, but she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. We have to be careful about that seed of doubt. And just like, uh, like Tori was saying, like, it's knowledge that we need, no matter what it may look like, no matter what the doctor's report may be, we have to uh, study and we have to uh, commit to believe in the promises of the father until you see it in the, in the natural realm, because it's already done. Once we, you know, once we pray, once we uh, activate those laws, it's done. We just have to stay in a position uh, to where it can happen for us and, and it'll manifest and you have to be confident in that. So to that person, I would just say, uh, consecrate yourself. And that would be like, remove Remove yourself one from being so busy from uh, from all of these sources of thought that would oppose the word. Right. Um, really meditate on the word. Get get in there. You know, like Tori was saying, read those those passages about the women who experienced that. Figure out what the key was. Like confess the word over yourself right. because until your mindset changes then you won't see a change in the natural realm. So that would be my encouragement is, is basically get to work uh, and it can happen for you. And I, man, I'm so excited because I just believe that there's someone who's going to listen to this. And as a result of them changing the way that they think that they will get pregnant, they will conceive mm-hmm. a child. So I'm excited. And if that happens, make sure you let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and just real quick, and this will be the last thing I'll say, it just goes back to, you know, one thing is that we're always meditating on something, whether that's the word or something we saw on Facebook, we're always meditating on something. So we got to make sure that we change what we receive, because whatever you listen to, that's what you're going to conform to. So if you just are in these Facebook groups that are crying about infertility saying, I can't do it then you're going to conform to that. But if you are feeding yourself with the word, meditating on the word, listening to scripture, like you're going to conform to that. And so, yeah, leaving it right there. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to add, add, um, try to be as quick as I can, that being someone who has gotten that report, I would tell someone who, who got that report that seek the father first. Yeah, seek him first. Um, the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of Yah, and all these things will be added unto you. All these things, everything, anything can be added unto you. So seek the father first, not doctor, whoever, just seek the father first. I know when I got that report, and I know there's somebody out here who can relate. I felt so weak. I felt so out of control of my life. I felt what society would say less than a woman. I felt so much. There's so many emotions. And the the biggest emotion was just, I felt out of control and I felt weak. The word says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Right. So perfect. There, you can't get better than perfect. Just rely on the father. And like Alicia said, you know, seek him, go before him, listen to him, listen to the instructions, listen to 
um, versus that um, he places in your spirit and just stay focused. And the one thing like change the way you think, the one thing that I think helped me and I know it was the father is after I got the report, after I prayed over myself, it was a non-issue. And honestly, I don't know how, how that came about where I wasn't thinking about it anymore, but I stopped thinking about it. I went on about my life and I cried for a long, long time. Mm. And then once I prayed over myself, I stopped thinking about it. I just want to encourage that person. And we don't want to come across like we're bashing anybody who has made that decision before coming into the knowledge of the kingdom or before coming, even hearing this, but moving forward, just trust the Father. I just wanted to end with that, unless y'all had something else you wanted to say. Just want to say, Crystal, you should make it known you have twins. (laughs) Let's take that part now. Yes. Yep. So take that, take that black eye, devil. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Won't he do it? Won't he? All right. So we're just, we're going to go ahead and close. So um, I just want to say, we just pray and hope that, you know, whoever was listening was encouraged. They really heard the father. We just thank you for listening. We please like and share and we'll see you again next time. Shalom.